0: Hi everyone, this is Dave Wright and welcome to the Player Development Project podcast. I hope you're having a really good week wherever you're listening. This week we've published a new live session plan on Switching Play and we've got a new blog and Q&A coming up very soon. Look out for some great masterclasses coming up with some new contributors too. Plenty of content will be on the site throughout May and June. Now On today's podcast, Dan and I are joined by three of the staff from Birmingham City Football Club to review the 2019 Learning Tribes Conference, which took place in mid-May. Lead Youth Development Phase Coach and Event Organizer, Mike Dodds, Head of Performance Analysis, Danny Barham, and Lead Under 11 and 12 Foundation Phase Coach, James Brain, join us for a roundtable discussion on how the event went, the power of informal learning, and the benefit of getting a diverse range of coaches together with a common theme, All driven by a learner's mindset. The guys take us through some of the highlights of the day and it was a really good event with great success so it's a real credit to the Academy staff there at Birmingham City. I hope you enjoy the discussion and don't forget as always you can head over to playerdevelopmentproject.com and sign up to access our huge range of coaching content. Lastly feel free to leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast because it will continually help us get more coaches creating great environments. Hi everyone, my name is Dave Wright and today I am really excited to bring what is effectively a roundtable discussion to the Player Development Project community. So I'm joined by a number of people from our partner club at Birmingham City Football Club over in England and I'm also joined by PDP Technical Advisor Dan Wright. So Dan, first of all, how are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you mate. How are you?
0: Excellent. Really looking forward to this conversation. Now we're very, very lucky to have with us three special guests uh, alongside us in the form of Uh, Mike Dodds, Lead Youth Development Phase Coach up there at Birmingham City. Mike, how are you? Very good, my friend. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Looking forward to this and uh, great to see you again after your recent debut on the podcast. Uh, Good to see you there. I'm also joined by James Brain up there who is the Lead Foundation Phase Coach uh, 11s and 12s. James, how are you? Morning, Dave. I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. And uh, welcome. And finally, Danny Barham, who is the uh, sort of head of performance analysis for Birmingham City Academy. Danny, how are you? Yeah, good. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad we've got the introductions out the way. Uh, Real big challenge with so many on the call. So thanks for joining us, guys. Now, I want to kick things off. We're going to review an event that was up uh, at Birmingham City Football Club recently. Mike, you were the driving force behind this event. Obviously, had some support with the likes of Stu and Christian and the rest of the staff there. It was the 2019 Learning Tribes Conference, which was around a range of venues uh, culminating at Birmingham City Football Club at St. Andrews. As the primary organiser of the event, and after some time reflecting on the work that went in, how are you sort of reflecting on the day in terms of key outcomes and how are you feeling about the success of the event
2: Yeah, I think on reflection when, when you speak to different people, I think the the really important thing or the important message to get across is as a football club, we have no budget for these events it wasn 't it 's not like the football club put aside a big pot of money uh, to come up with these wacky ideas um, the The event was was completely non profit it was completely. Uh, a creative idea which myself and the guys that you're going to speak to came up with. Um, we we chose four venues around around the city. We kind of begged, stealed, and borrowed from those venues. Um, we were, were we're really fortunate that we've we had almost a hundred people, a hundred like minded coaches that seen the value of the project and the value of the event. Um, we fortunately broke even, which the football club were, were very happy with. when I said, oh, we're putting this event on. They kind of looked at you like you had 10 heads um, from that perspective. And, you know, you take into account we're all coaches. We're not events organisers, although people seem to have this perception now that we are these this event, this this magnificent event organized organising team. From that perspective, we went really, really well um i think in the correspondence i had with everyone that came the people were going to make the day and they really did you know we had some fantastic people from different walks of life from different sports from different backgrounds all coming together with a real open mind to share and collaborate and it was it, 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 you know without sounding too arrogant it was impossible for it not to not to be a success because of the people we had attending the day
0: yeah, really good. It sounds like you had some great diversity across all of the learning tribes. Dan, as our sort of representative on the ground, and you were there in your own capacity as well, and and uh, really enjoyed your day. We sort of spoke afterwards about some of the conversations you had and the power of those conversations. What benefit for you does this kind of informal learning have uh, for you as a coach?
1: Yeah, well, I think um, informal learning is, you know, what the PDP is all about. So maybe choosing something you're curious about and starting a conversation or go away and reading a bit more. Um, I think it was really, from my point of view, it was really enjoyable to be in a room for the people that weren't just football coaches. So there were some football coaches there, but there were people from other sports and other disciplines. And so perhaps you were just kind of seeing a different angle on a similar problem or, you know, somebody coming to the to your kind of challenges with the, with fresh ideas was, was really, really good. And the amount of conversations that we had in our tribe, so I was in the Apple tribe, was, was really, really positive, positive. and how you move from a big group discussion to a pair discussion to a four-person discussion was really, really good, and then bringing all those ideas together at the end of the day was, um, yeah, was really special.
0: And just, you, you sort of touched on the point around diversity in different, different sports, different codes. Did that, when you were having some of these conversations at the event, just make you think of things that when you're living in the sort of bubble of football that perhaps you didn't consider otherwise?
1: Yeah, I think when you go on maybe football courses or qualifications or workshops, there are people from lots of different clubs and we're all kind of in our tracksuits and we want to talk about either how great our club is or, you know, what the problems are our club or, you know, the challenges of parents or all the other things that go on in in youth football. So, like I said, just kind of fresh ideas and fresh faces was was really kind of um, invigorating to talk about some of those things and people coming with new ideas that perhaps you would never thought of because, like you said, you're you're always in your, your same bubble surrounded by similar people.
0: Yeah, really good. Now, I want to throw over to Danny. Danny, you were involved in the Cannon Hill tribe. You were presenting on the day uh, around your area of expertise. Can you share some of your experiences both as a presenter and as an attendee at the event uh, and obviously being part of the team within Birmingham City?
3: Yeah, sort of like what Mike alluded to at the beginning of the day, I was, was quite apprehensive around will the people engage in the the informal discussions um so i I felt it my responsibility to sort of lead on them things um but like i said it was really apparent when we started that it wasn't going to be an issue there was a lot of dialogue between people as soon as we got there and the the nature of people of that ilk that sign up to the event are are going to lead on that sort of dialogue between people so that that was really really cool And and as a presenter um it it was it was really good to get my ideas across it wasn't necessarily about analysis it was around um my ideas on how as adults we can learn from children um and which was in line with the theme of the day of coaches thinking like players and players thinking like coaches um yeah and then the the two uh rockstar presenters on the day richard cheetham from the university of winchester and kevin taylor who is a hostage negotiator from Greater manchester police or was formerly um, it was really, really good for me from a, a being a, a a part of the tribe to listen to them them experts in their field and mm. uh, which opened up all manner of discussion with with people within the tribe um, and, and and that was sort of what gave real value to the day for me
0: yeah i think I think just hearing you talk about the idea of a hostage negotiator and i 've heard of other sports bringing these kind of caliber of individuals in or perhaps people with a military background i mean I guess in the busy world of football, that can kind of put things in context a little bit in terms of the seriousness of our jobs and how serious we take football do you think you know looking back on hearing somebody like that speak what sort of perspective did you take away in terms of a how you can apply that with players or with colleagues and b the the sort of context and understanding that you know there is more to life than just football and broadening your horizons in terms of your learning
3: yeah twofold i mean kev kev's a good friend of the club so we've been fortunate enough to have his presentations um, previously but uh, for the other people in the day I like to think their take-homes would have been one what you spoke about there sort of having a sense of perspective around the importance of our job in comparison to the real life scenarios that Kev found himself in when within his line of work but also the art of really listening to the people um, and trying to work out what their Maybe a gender is, or their what's important to them, what's their values. He spoke about emptying people, so asking questions enough, but listening to them, so they they give you all that you need to to then be able to communicate with them effectively. If you know what their if you know what their values are, you can speak to them on their values as opposed to imposing your own personal values on onto them. So yeah, it, it was from both perspectives really.
0: Certainly sounds like the event um, really bred and and I guess uh, lit the fire in terms of curiosity. James, I want to go over to you patiently waiting there, uh, effectively in the green room to chime in. So appreciate your your patience. But, uh, you know, you again were attending as a Birmingham City coach and you you were involved with the Custard Tribe. Can you tell us um, what, what was the theme amongst that tribe? Because I know each, thing, each tribe had a different theme for the day and there was that overarching theme that Danny touched on. And, and what were some of the sort of highlights for you during the day being a part of that tribe?
4: Yeah, well, obviously, uh, the Custard tribe was, was based in the Custard factory in Birmingham, which is quite a creative little quirky district. So our tribe consisted of um, myself, Russell Earnshaw, as our learning facilitator, um, Aidan McNulty as the Rockstar presenter, and I'll be honest, Dave. Our discussions were really varied throughout the day, um, just as coaching is. Uh, obviously, Aiden has coined the term "beat the game," which people have seen on Twitter. Um, and this this concept, this idea, had quite a lot of discussion within the room by everyone and how it applies to their sport. Um, we're obviously discussing with uh, with the recent Champions League semi-finals um, how it how it would transfer to football. So the Trent Alexander uh, Alexander Arnold corner, mm. um, but. Really, we we had we had a real varied discussion. Um, one thing that came out of the room, uh, which which we we really we really liked, um, and it got a lot of people discussing the idea of uh, positive negative feedback and how coaches are um, going about that. We we had a we had a term f- um feeding forwards. So this was basically the idea of right. Um, we're we're trying to move in a positive direction. A coach may be giving negative feedback whether that's to be a parent, player, uh, another coach. But the idea is we're going to move forward. So um, how can we feed forward and how can we really plan ahead for, we're trying to move in a positive direction. We, we want an outcome, how are we going to go about this? So uh, the, the discussions were really good. Um, and I think that was that was definitely one of the takeaways for me mm-hmm. personally and a lot of people in the room. That that, that topic of feedback um, had a lot of people uh, quite, quite animated and quite... Um, involved which was what we wanted
0: yeah well i think what you're talking about there is culture in a sense isn't it and obviously when you're talking about teams or or clubs and so on you've got a lot of people around those various teams whether it's coaches whether it's parents whether it's the players themselves i mean if you were sort of sharing with coaches who were unable to attend the event some practical advice around how they can i guess you know feed forward and, and make sure that we're all moving in the same direction what what would that be
4: i think it's basically for me, it would be on core values, and one of, one of mine will be transparency. I think that that throughout the, throughout everybody in the room, we spoke about transparency and honesty, and trying to make sure that we are as clear as we can be. I think it, when you are broaching difficult conversations, um, it, it's easy to skirt around things at times, and it's easy to 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 not um, to not really hit home the point. So I, I think that was that was one of the uh, that was one of the things that people had, had really sort of grabbed hold of. We need to be transparent. We've got to be honest. But we've also got to have a plan in place because we're not giving negative feedback and leaving it there. We're giving negative feedback because we're going, we want to move in in the right direction. So what is the next step? What is the next plan? And it's having that pre-meeting arranged and agreed, right? This is These are the steps, these are the interventions we're going to put in place. So um, whether that's on the pitch or off the pitch, I, I think that's, that's a must. You have to have, a plan in place before you go into that meeting and then you have to be as honest as as you can be and and be really transparent so Mm. those were probably the two key things um, that I think people could put into practice and, and make sure they're executing.
0: It's interesting just hearing you speak. I mean, I know interviewing Christian a couple of years ago for PDP Magazine, a lot of what we talked about was that open, honest kind of environment and the article ended up being called Built on Trust and it's clear that the values sort of run through your organisation and Dan and I were lucky enough a couple of years ago to spend some time up at the club observing and it's it's very apparent. Mike, I want to go back to you because obviously from an event organiser perspective and I know going into this, were, you know, you were probably pretty excited and nervous at the same time. There's been a lot of positive and so uh, sort of sentiment on social media from various guests around the day. I mean, have you got ambitions to repeat this event, um, maybe go bigger? And, and were there some key lessons for you in the process?
2: Um, yeah, I would like, to, I mean, the general feedback would suggest that. It would be important to run a similar event, um, as I said to you in our previous conversation. I am very conscious of the the outside perception that Mike Dodds is uh, a football events organizer, and uh, he doesn't actually take his actual football coaching very seriously. So I am—I'll be honest—I'm very conscious of the outside perception, and the staff that you're speaking to don't help with that because they now call me Birmingham City events organizer. Yeah. Um, but listen, the, the general feedback was 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 so good. I think it would be a shame not to run something similar. You know, we want to move it, move it on, and move it forward. So, will it run exactly the same? Probably not. Will it have a similar strap line? Probably. Mm. Um, but I mean, it, you know, we, we've only just finished this one, so I think we've <laughs> we've got to try and we've got to try and I think the biggest challenge now and the whole point in in us having these conversations is trying to keep that community going Mm. so if we can keep if we can keep the momentum from the day keep the dialogue you know I've had a number of emails people saying you know love to meet up or you know please come into our environment those types of things and that's that's that was the core for why we put it together because I wanted our staff to open doors up to other worlds uh, which broadens their their understanding of what sports coaching is Mm. um so i think our challenge now is to keep the event alive um will we run another event another event to answer your question probably but you know we would we would try and we would try and put a different spin on it if possible
0: well, I'm delighted to hear you won't be off to sort of manage the career of Anthony Joshua or Tyson Fury uh, and that the club is going to retain you because I know you're a real valuable asset to the club. So really good news there for Birmingham City and particularly the youth development phase players. Danny and James, I want to come back to you. Danny, I'll start with you first. How powerful was some of those conversation amongst guests in terms of walking away with new ideas?
3: Yeah, so... Uh, at the end of the day, we had a lot of informal chat um, within our tribe. Um, and one of the key themes that come up within that was this idea of um, the language that we use with, with young kids. And are we really conscious of, of them? And um, I, won't, I won't mention the, the name of the person or the institute. But one of the ideas that was spoken around was um, a rugby coach where he was playing against a team that had a kill as one of their chance to sort of press the ball. Um, and, and he sort of was unpacking that idea and why he didn't really like it and, and it resonated with me and I actually spoke with Dan on the day around um, there's the, the, the article that Jane Vaughan done for the Player Development Project on unpacking the language of war mm. um, that, that, that Barcelona had done and, and that sort of sparked some discussion around that that, that was really cool um, and, and, and that, that sort of went off and that was one of our big um, take-homes from the, from the day was um, are, are we really conscious of ad, as adults of the language that we use and and, and the the impact that that could put, potentially have on on players?
0: Yeah, I think that's an absolutely brilliant point. And it's very easy, particularly for coaches at the start of their journey, just to sort of be going out there enthusiastically and perhaps not being that conscious or aware of what they're saying and the power of language and how clever we are as coaches to use it or how we use it is critical. Uh, James, any, any sort of key takeaways in terms of the, the powerful conversations on the day and, and what you sort of walked away with in terms of new ideas?
4: Yeah, I think, uh, I think one thing that we probably haven't touched on so far is when we, all tribes, all four tribes met up at the end of the day. Um, and I think having, uh, having the power to go and take and steal bits from the other three quarters of, of, of the attendees there, that, that was massive. Um, obviously, Kurt presented towards uh, towards the end of the evening um, and dis- discussed small group discussions. Obviously, that had been occurring and and that had been going on in every single tribe throughout the day. But um, the power of, is a group too small? Is a group too big? Where are you going to get the best content and where are you going to allow everybody a voice, but also be able to, to move forwards by going, you know what, he's adding value, she's adding value. We're all... In the conversation, and we're challenging each other. So um, the the power of numbers within small groups was discussed by Kurt, and I think that was definitely a take on for us because it had obviously happened so much throughout the day. Um, I think it, it resonated with myself, and we started to to discuss how could working groups um, potentially come out of this? How could you have situations where you're you're working with two, three, four coaches? What does that look like? What's that going to look like in your working practical environment? So. Um, that was something that resonated with myself, definitely.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. Well, uh, Dan, I want to go back to you. I mean, you were there purely as an attendee, I guess, in that sense. And, and you know, we often try and tie things back for the benefit of grassroots clubs and people who are out there working in real football environments. I mean, how would you encourage, or, or, you know, uh, clubs and coaches and organisations to go about organising something like this? And again, it doesn't have to be on the scale that Birmingham City's done <laughs> with 100 people, but... You know, everybody here is sort of unanimous in the value of the conversations and getting around a table and getting in groups and sharing ideas around a theme. What would you sort of suggest clubs could do in terms of trying to actually put some of these things in place?
1: Yeah, I think maybe from a grassroots kind of point of view, you could, you'd have to scale it down a bit because we had people from across the country travelling in. But you could easily run something similar in your town or in your county and invite. the hockey clubs, netball clubs, football clubs, rugby clubs, uh, a few kind of local business people and just get people in the room. I don't think you necessarily need headline speakers for this to work. I think you could have a mixture of people from different disciplines and then similar to to how this event works, you could split into two, three, four, six groups um, with a few kind of key questions. I think that was another real kind of fantastic win for, for this event was there wasn't a really strict timetable or schedule there was a few areas for discussions and there was a few presentations but it wasn't like every minute was uh, on an itinerary and we were moving from one to the other so just having some kind of broad questions of you know how do you coach your players or how do you work with parents will, will spark conversation yeah. and then again bringing it together at the end of the day and, and what is the takeaway action i think what um What's important, and we're kind of doing it now, is we've had all this good discussion, all this good kind of conversation, but what is the action? Like, what are we gonna do with it? What, what are we gonna take into our day-to-day working? So that's, that's what we're trying to do now, and that's probably what we're gonna do in the next six months, is what is the action? What's gonna help the players? What's gonna make the boat go quicker, I think?
0: Mm. Well, really good. I guess, um, from our perspective, Player Development Project was delighted to be involved um, as, a, as a partner of this event. Um, I want to congratulate all of you guys who were involved in bringing it together, especially you, Mike, a real, real big effort to bring those people together and get the event going on the day. Again, from from our side, we are very much hoping to actively support you guys and and put some content together on the site, which will go out. So for all of our listeners and and viewers out there who are tuning in, um, do watch this space because we will continue to build on this with the guys. And uh, Mike, credit to you again, mate. Well done.
2: Thanks. Check my Twitter handle for the new uh, job announcement. The <laughs> events organizer. When you were
1: when you were talking earlier, I thought you were going to hand over the baton to one of these two guys. I thought it was you've done your you've done your event and now you're going to hand it over.
2: I thought that was a live announcement that was coming. That's 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 still to come, mate.
3: I <laughs> just don't know yet. I think we need to hand it over to some other clubs.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> There we go. Like there's, a, there's a challenge. There's a challenge for those other clubs out there. Well, look, obviously the hashtag a shared journey was used on the day. So for anybody who didn't see the action on social media a week or so ago, search that hashtag. There's also a thread that Dan was putting together on the PDP Twitter. Danny, I want to thank you for your time.
3: No, thank you very
0: much for having us, Dave. Really appreciate it. Excellent. James, thank you very much. Thanks, Dave. Mike, well done again. And thank you for joining us again on the P- PDP uh, podcast slash podcast. I guess, roundtable discussion as we're calling it now.
2: Yeah, listen, I really appreciate all your support with it and long may the collaboration continue because it's only going to improve us all.
0: Excellent. And Dan, as always, thanks for your input and expertise. We will look forward to another conversation very soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us on the Player Development Project podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PlayerDP or find us on Facebook. Don't forget to head over to playerdevelopmentproject.com where you can sign up to our progressive coaching community and gain access to our wide variety of resources to help you in your coaching.